Hey, hello folks, welcome back to another episode from Life for Living Well. My name is Richard. I will be presenting to you the third part of ongoing series of An Art of Balance. So this particular episode is more focused on self-esteem. I've gone through the other two that are critical to having a good out of balance in our life. Uh, remember the first part is more to focus on self-care. And then we move from the self-care to second part, which is focus more into self-awareness, how good our self-awareness could actually help us to live a meaningful life and a life that minimize suffering on our personal life, on our professional life indeed. This particular week, I'm more focused on self-esteem and I wanted to quickly break down how I plan to present this particular episode. Firstly, I'm going to generally explain my own interpretation of self-esteem and how I see self-esteem work in people that I admire and the people that have made a lot of influence in in the world and around me and our self-esteem or my own personal experience. And also are we able to explain what it look like to have a healthy self-esteem? and then move on to next stage where we explain what is on self-esteem look like so it help you to know where you are in your level of self-esteem or what you can do to improve it so uh, and uh, the other area that i plan to touch on this particular episode is the area such as how do we change or improve our self-esteem so in case if your self-esteem is low what you can do to improve it if your self-esteem is already high what can you do to maintain it if your self-esteem is too high that actually becoming a problem to your own personal life what you can do to bring you back to the 80 level and lastly i wanted to talk about why we may take responsibility for our own self-esteem and that's it so firstly uh, i want to thank you for being dedicated and being uh, taking personal development as a personal team and thank you for being taking your time to listen to me for through this uh, platform I really want to thank you uh, for doing that and I thank you for your feedback as well uh, I'm not only just giving you my understanding of a particular issue I'm also a student like always want to learn always observing from other people and always asking the same question by myself and also listening as you do 
and i want to thank you for everyone that make this particular episode uh able to come to friction so let's get started now so what is self-esteem personally how i say self-esteem is more to be like internal scale to measure our self-worth so be like how we talk to ourselves how we feel about ourselves uh, you find some people that how they talk to themselves is how they attract other people that talk to themselves uh, you hear people say i'm too fat you might be fat but you are not f- you might be fat currently but you are not you are not fat it's not your situation it's just fixed that you remain like that i'm too ugly you hear things like this that make i'm not that intelligent or i'm too old uh you have all these things and then you have another people that deep down inside they feel loving they feel kind and they feel good about themselves and that really impact their well-being their interaction their engagement to the outside world i think the henry ford that once said when someone asking and he said conclude that if you think like you can do a thing and if you also think that you cannot do a thing you are right and it's absolutely correct our self-esteem have a lot to do with our mindset so we are having a net relationship personally with ourselves we over critical of who we are and our feelings about ourselves regardless of how we present ourselves to the outside world whether we wear a mask based on the job title that we do uh sometimes you ask people they you ask them who they are they tell you the title of the job that they do oh i am an engineer oh i am a doctor oh i am a music teacher oh i am a teacher and they define themselves with the title of the job that they do rather than who they are rather than the title of the job and then the same people when you really know them they might be very capable in their job they might be very confident in what they do when they truly have the opportunity to get close to them you will see another person that really have a poor relationship about what they think about themselves every time they get a negative feedback from outside world it knock them down for few days is like somebody confirm what they already thought about themselves so again what i'm trying to say is that the way i can describe is self-esteem to you is to see it as your internal skill that you use to measure how yourself what what values or how you feel about yourself so that's self-esteem is quite different from self-confidence because sometimes we mix these two together because self-confidence come more about what you feel you're capable to do but self-esteem is what you feel about yourself what kind of person what kind of person you think you are so 
this is as far as I can get close to the self-esteem definition. And think about it, how we measure a price for a product. So there's some scales that we use to judge whether you sell a particular item if they weigh certain weights. So the same thing as your self-esteem and your self-worth. So your self-esteem is what you use to gauge your self-worth. Is internal thing, not external thing. Okay, so now that takes me to the first question that I have, have it in front of me. What a self-esteem look like? How do we know when we have a good self-esteem? This is very easy. When you meet somebody that have a very good self-esteem, one thing that very obvious about them is how they present themselves. They don't, they don't typically take critical feedback as a negative. They don't take things too personally all the time. And most of the time they don't. Uh, they have extreme or they have a good ethic confidence. That's what I wanted to say. Uh, also, they are aware of their thoughts. They can differentiate what they feel and who they are. They don't say, I am a failure. They could say, oh, I'm not feeling good at the moment. They don't say, I'm ugly. They don't say all these negative things to themselves. They feel like they are worthy of love without have to work for it because they are loving already. So they don't see why they needed to have to buy your love in order to love them. Also, they don't beg for it. If they find themselves in a situation that is unnatural for them, they don't stay there and become helpless or victim. They have enough self-respect to take themselves out of it. These people, most people admire them. So it's like when we see a mango tree, we call it mango tree. So the question is, which one is tree? Which one is mango tree? Is it the tree because it has a mango? So the same thing when you see someone with a healthy self-esteem, someone that have a good self-esteem, the way they carry themselves, they have a very good emotional intelligence. They're able to know what they are feeling, why they're feeling it. They don't naturally condemn themselves. When they get to the problem, because they have a good self-worth of themselves, you can't really devalue these people. You, something from outside of them can't really devalue them because they don't give that power away for anyone to do so. Because what you feel is within you. And these people, one thing I've noticed is that people with their anti-self-esteem, they have developed intrinsic values, value like kindness, charity, generosity, these kind of values are very intrinsic. It's not something outside. It's something that motivates them within and they perpetually follow and do things to improve uh, this particular part of them. 
and also uh, the only danger that when we have too much self-esteem it can also take us to another extreme the same with the low self-esteem it can make us becoming more extremely arrogant extremely uh, self-absorbed it can also lead us into the narcissistic pattern of behavior so what you wanted to do is to ensure that you have a healthy self-esteem where you are in the middle, where you have enough self-respect and self-worth to bring yourself back up uh, even when you're down. Confucius says that it is not how many times we fall, but how often we rise every time we fall. It takes a lot of self-esteem to be knocked back all the time and to be able to stand up on your feet and walk yourself up again and start again and i feel like most of us we don't this have not been factored into our brain enough to live in this world we will need a lot of this so what happened how does honest self-esteem look like let's look into it together as you can see how I describe ethics of esteem, when, when you meet someone that have very low self-esteem about themselves, one behavior that's certain or common is ability to put themselves into subjective con condemnation. You ask someone, how was your life? And they say, my life is boring. That's why the fact that they chose to live or be where they are at the moment, they feel like they are helpless and someone needs to rescue them. It's because they are so low in self-esteem. You ask someone when to a date, how was it? And they are dejected because they are being rejected by other person. Regardless whether they know whether it's nothing to do with them or something to do with them. But because their self-worth was so attached to validation they get from the outside of them, when that doesn't receive, they are very sad about it. So when you have a low self-esteem, you're bound to have frequent resentment, you're bound to have frequent shame about who you are, where you are in life, you're bound to compare yourself with other people. You're bound to try to people-pleasing people all the time because you worry about the thing you get back to them. You, most of your connection become a trade-off. What can they give me? What can they give me? If I do this, if I do that, you're bound to become more like a dogmat in, in day and you have you have so many issues about your emotions so most particularly you lack confidence to chase or build or focus on what you want more you everything you see every situation as a disaster I once met someone many uh, few years ago Some after a few days I spent with this person, it's I came to conclusion that almost everything this person see themselves as unlucky, even though they're making the same choices, they made the same decision that brought in the same situation into their life. 
they are not able to see their own pattern, their own behavior, and their self-esteem was so low that they feel like they are not deserve anything good. They feel like even if they get something good, they are so bad as a person that it will not last. So this is a tra- this is a tragedy of low self-esteem. Even if you have a confidence, even if you have a higher job role, even if you have a big title, if your self-esteem is very stink, very low, you will always sabotage it. A skills will take you far in, in your career, but your character will determine whether you stay there longer. So to have self-esteem that's so low, you're bound to attract wrong things, wrong people into your life. And people that have a low self-esteem, they also tend to attract a lot of wrong people into their life. They look into people that have a narcissistic personality as a way of thinking to boost their own confidence, but they're actually damaging them more. They put themselves in a situation where their self-esteem actually even more damaged. They get involved in events that damage their self-worth. So, most especially that's very noticed, with the low self-esteem, it makes you more have a lot of worry and anxiety all the time. You feel powerless, you feel hopelessless, and you have no idea how to manage your own life and agenda. You're constantly thinking negative all the time in the excessive way. Okay, that takes me to the third question that I wrote down. How do we change or improve our self-esteem? Okay, there's many ways that our self-esteem can be improved. A positive humanistic psychologist, Abraham Maslow, derived a hierarchy of needs. One of the things that I put on the hierarchy of needs is self-esteem. And this normally can easily be achieved, either through achievement at work or things that we created and benefit ourselves or benefit other people. Um, mostly the way I say is that the people that they promoted into the position of manager, where they have to manage other people and people looking up to them, they tend to boost their confidence a lot and boost their self-esteem a lot. It make them feel like they are possible. Uh, they are important or there are people that worth looking to it helped their self worth to be increased but not everyone will have this opportunity in their career or chosen work especially if you work by yourself or for yourself or you work in organization that must be like charity or school that gives service you might not have the opportunity where you become the management of a people but there's so many things that you can do that can give you the same input that being a manager will give you. And people don't are aware of this. That's why they get to work and they just go to the work for sentimental reason rather than go to work and bring joy, life to their work. Firstly, we have to create things that are meaningful for us. The research shows that what makes us truly happy, feel important, is when we do meaningful things. 
There's so many things that we are capable to do, but we don't do it. You can enjoy your job and you can also tap into things that you really love to do, but not necessarily require in your current job. You can invest your time to do this in your own time when you finish your work to get involved in volunteering charity. Uh, you could write a book. You could help in Shetown. You could do many things that will help you to create a meaning to your life. Or you have to focus on, how can I create a meaning to my life? Creating meaning to your life will increase and boost your self-esteem. Your self-esteem we begin to gradually increase. It's not something that happens sudden and you don't lose your self-esteem suddenly. You, it's something that we lose gradually based on our actions and inactions that we took over the time. And also what I find, I find people that take sports also helping them to improve their self-worth and self-esteem gradually. For example, set a goal for yourself to run 10K or to walk 10K. Set a goal to travel to a places that you've never been before. Do things that take you out of your comfort zone in a healthy way. I'm not saying that go and take things that is very self-destructive to you, like taking drugs or smoking. But I'm saying that there's so many things that you can do if you are not fortunate enough to become a manager in your job, to become the leader of people in your job, create a meaningful life outside your job. If you want to start a business, start small. These days, somebody can build a website for you for just £20 or $20 and find the item that you can sell for somebody. The moment you sell a one product, it will help yourself worth it by yourself so much. And then gradually you build on top of that. If you want to get hold of your financial skills, find a book that help you to do that and start small. Even find a coach that can help you to build a what, or watch or read books that support your personal goals. Find a course that you can do that can help you to do the same and create the same impact for you. And so what I'm trying to say to you that there's so many things that we can do and elevate our feelings at the end, helping our self-esteem to be in a healthy way. Why we may take responsibility for our self-esteem. Okay. The good things about this is that self-esteem is not hereditary, it's not something that you inherited directly from your parent is a pattern of behavior is a pattern of thinking that we have learned from childhood most of us most people when they brought up they find most of their caregiver are not really good in the way of giving unconditional love you being told that the only way you get love is when you trade off if you do something good if you do well in your academic then your parent will say they're proud of you if you ever come home and see your room or your your place of or your living room look unorganized, untidy, and they look at you and say, son, daughter, I'm really proud of you. They don't. If they don't compare you to somebody else, they remind you how inadequate you are. And that's how they were brought up themselves. And they repeat the same cycle. 
and now you are adult. If you're listening to this program today, you're no longer three years old anymore. You are adult. You have to learn how to reparent in yourself. You have to, I have to make a a podcast about reparenting yourself. But today, I'm focusing more on self-esteem. You have to learn how to reparent in yourself. And like, as I said earlier, self-esteem is not hereditary. It's not something that you inherited from your parent. It's a pattern of thinking. It's a pattern of behavior that you brought up and then becoming habit. And is anything is difficult to give up is the habit. And if you want to get out of this hook of self-esteem is to learn how to break this habit one by one. Firstly, learn how to talk to yourself as if you are talking to your best friend. But most of us are giving our best friend a good advice while we give ourselves a horrible advice. We are good in looking to the mirror and pick ourselves into pieces. I once asked a client, and the only thing the client told me is when he looked to the mirror, he always said things he doesn't like about himself. And the my client is not the only one. There's a lot of people that they are good in picking up what is imperfect about themselves. And this have to stop. If you want to look after yourself and take care of your self-esteem. Second thing I would suggest is to make it a make a decision to develop intrinsic values. Things that create a meaningful life for you. Let's say you want to be generous. Develop the habit. Read book. Find people that can motivate you. That already do the value that you really like to develop. And develop these values. It will really help you to solidify your self-esteem. So that all your self-worth does not base on something outside of you, something like your marriage, something like your husband, something like your children, something like your job, something like your business. Because once you lose any of this, your self-esteem will suffer because your self-worth was based on something that you don't actually have control about it. You might be fortunate to have all those things, which is great. But the moment you lose any one of these things, your self-esteem will suffer. So it's always better to develop your self-worth and self-esteem from intrinsic values. Things like kindness, things like faithfulness, things like kindness, things like lovingness, things like honesty. So many things, there's thousands of batches that you can work on and develop one and make you things that come within you right than outside of you so things outside of you only complement what you already have a wise guy uh one of the sage once said that never seek peace outside of you without having a force within yourself to find value outside you need to develop value in yourself inward force that help you because when the storm come you're able to swim across the storm without being swapped away by the storm. So I hope that this message reached somebody. So lastly, and I'm going to say it again, the good news is that self-esteem is not hereditary. It's not something that you can inherit. 
like IQ. You cannot reiterate this. It's something that most all of us were taught, were learned, was a behavior that developed over the years and it become who we think we are. Thinking negatively about ourselves, criticizing ourselves, always judging other people, always comparing ourselves to other people, always competing with other people, always, always other people, nothing within ourselves. I used to know someone that all the time, the only thing I hear is that other people put their life together without even talking to them. So I asked, how is that possible that everybody in the, that you know doesn't have any problem except you? And I said, don't you think like you focus too much on your problem than necessary? At that time, the person didn't really understand what I'm trying to talk about because the level where they are at that time, they don't need to understand that. So what decision they make, how they think at that time was the perfect way for them to think. But what I'm trying to say to us is that when you have a good self-esteem, you're able to judge what is reality, what is illusion. But when you are so low in self-esteem, you actually think like you are the only one in the whole wide world that have a problem. So your problem consumes you so much that you become self-centered and self-absorbed that your relationship becomes every weight on everyone that you are around them because you're no longer to focus on anybody else but when you have a self-esteem that is healthy you tend to focus on other people sometimes it takes you away from your own problem for a while and that's probably you might be part of thing that you need to reach your recovery so uh, and i also want to suggest that if you want to build your self-esteem, it's something that you can do by yourself, but begin to work on yourself by what I've already suggested in the past, is to take a positive step, is to do a meaningful job, is to do a job that makes you feel proud about yourself, feel fulfilled, uh, is to pay for somebody else's car park, invite your friend that you haven't seen for a while, cook for them and chat with them and ask about their life. Things like this make a difference in your self-worth and self how you feel about yourself. And if you don't want to do it by yourself, there's a lot of professional outlets out there that you can contact. You can see a therapist that can work with you. That's actually the quickest way. Someone that can be so neutral and help you and guide you through the questions and they help you to bring your self-esteem back to where it's supposed to be. You can see a therapist. Um, most especially if you need a particular area of your life that you feel like is need external help, you could hire a coach. So there's no commitment. You could hire a coach for certain hours or certain day, whether you want to work on the financial skills, whether you want to work on developing your mental strength, whether you want to work on developing your fitness strength, whether you want to lose weight. So there's so many options out there for you that you can take. I hope that this particular podcast will help someone today. And if you have any question, please feel free to write to me at info at lifeforlivingway.info 
my name is Richard and for the last episode of this series which is said what uh, we will be next week that I will be uh, releasing this topic uh, meanwhile whatever you do today have an amazing day and enjoy yourself and remember no one else can look after yourself you than you than yourself enjoy thank you for listening to me thank you